And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Okay, we're back. Episode we're two. Back. <laughs> two weeks on the bounce. That's a record. Would you believe it? We're alive and uh, we are committed to the new podcast. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, it's going really well. Thanks. Really well. You know, another week gone. It's pretty scary how um, how quickly these weeks are blending into one another. It's almost summer now, isn't it, really? We're almost it does there. feel that way. The sun came out today, actually, which was nice. But I tell you um, what, what a week! What a week we've had. Yeah, it's uh, it's been amazing actually, isn't it? I know we teed up the last podcast, or we finished the last podcast by teeing up uh, what we had on this week, which was the high performance podcast live tour show, and boy oh boy, did it deliver! Do you know what that was? Um, you know, I think when we got asked to do that, it was probably six months ago, wasn't it? They said, well, oh, we're doing some live events. Would you be interested in doing a keynote? And I remember we, we chatted about it. And I genuinely didn't realize the scale of that podcast. You know, I think Jake Humphrey yeah. said that they have at least 400,000 downloads weekly or something, which is... It's nearly as many as us. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah no, it's not anywhere near as us, actually. <laughs> we're way ahead of that. Um, no, no. We're being very polite. Yeah. Um, so I, I just presume that that event was going to be in like almost like a we work or like you know like 50 100 people mm. tops um yeah but couldn't be further from the truth it was in in the lowry theater uh just outside of manchester proper big venue um complete sellout it was just under 1500 people and it was oh it was it was amazing it was such a great experience. I, I feel like they didn't know how big it was going to be mm. based on like their reactions to it and like the ticket sale charge and stuff. But yeah, it's um, as in like the late surge of ticket sales, not the cost of the tickets. That was obviously justified with uh, fantastic guests like ourselves. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, it was brilliant. And it, it was a, a shock to the system for us because obviously that, you know, it's what we do. It's what we like to think we're good at. But we've done nearly two years, almost exclusively online, um, which you know has its own perks and benefits. Mainly that you can remain in your pants as you're delivering the <laughs> keynote. But um, but this was, you know, it wasn't just the first, you know, proper live one back. But it was to you know a big audience of what was it, nearly fifteen hundred people. Yeah, which is uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah, and I think the. I think the biggest one we've done before that, we've done a few companies, five, 600 people. We did the Barbican, which I think was about that. But um, mm. yeah, completely different experience. And you made a good point. You know, I'd say 95% of the talks that we've ever given are to private companies. So it might be an offsite, it might be a summer party, a quarterly get together, a senior leadership summit, whatever it is. And, you know, when it's a business putting it on, you pretty much guarantee 40% of the people in the audience don't really want to be there because it's kind of forced fun. But this was 1,500 people who had paid to be there, who wanted to be there. They'd had a few beers. Um, and you could tell from the the energy 
from the audience was was totally different and you know we we had we were shooting some content in the morning in london for dose we then got the train up to manchester we we made our way to the lowry um and we i think we had a sound check at what half four and then we had like four hours to hang around which was mental so obviously we we got ourselves a cheeky nando's and uh during that <laughs> i'll nando's, just I'll actually, just, it, it, just gonna interject here actually yeah. And just just touch on something that we mentioned last week, which was uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it forward and bring it to the front and center. I'm gonna put this as uh, <laughs> as one of your fails, I think, of the week Whoa. is Whoa. is the, okay. the, the 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 rider of still water. <laughs> right, was just yeah. The... <laughs> well, well, you laugh. It was the perfect amount of water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, volume-wise, it was a good a good amount, but variety. It was a shoebox of a dressing room. I and, mean, you know, I'm not a diva by any stretch, but I am. It was a hanging dressing room. I was fuming. Um, yeah, but there, there we were ironing our clothes, uh, and you know, as <laughs> as we said last week, I was a little bit unsure of what to put on a rider because we don't really ever get asked that. Um, and yeah, maybe we should have put more. Uh, I didn't realize we were going to be in there for, you know, a good part of four hours. Um, so maybe some board <laughs> games would have been better or at least some maybe Harry, though, push the boat out. Uh, but yeah, that, that yeah. was my bad. The next time we get invited to a large event like that, we'll, we'll make sure that our rider is full of nutritious snacks and entertainment rather than just yeah. bottled water. Yeah, maybe a I don't know, like some sort of tanning moisturizer or something. Okay, so right. Feel like, okay, cosmetics. I feel like I, I, you know, I, yet to see the photos, but I think I might have been very, you know, sort of greyed out just because I haven't seen the sun for mm. about six months. Well, you, you did so arrive and you had to borrow one of my t-shirts, which was a good start. Um, didn't have to. Didn't have to. Didn't have to. But why did you? It, it was because I brought a grey alternative or a thick cotton hemp t-shirt both of which felt like you know very bold yet maybe foolish the, the uh, thick choices so that the black like a self hemp sort of patagonia t-shirt was a hit choice for a for a big keto i must admit um <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> but you know you, you yeah. borrowed one of my black t-shirts because i brought nine different colors of gray uh just in case yeah. i spilt i spilt a drink drink on everyone on the way up um, so you put that on and, you know, you were in all black, classic Steve Jobs. I think, you know, if you're ever struggling for a, an outfit to wear on stage, default all black. Um, yeah. You know, you put that on and then I remember you, I think you went to the toilet and uh, I, I heard you go out and I heard someone start speaking to you. And one of the, the other guests of the night, the um, who played second fiddle to us, we were the main event, obviously, um, but the... <laughs> rather famous Russell Kane was the, obviously the the number one guest they recorded a live podcast with him and um, we hadn't seen him when we arrived I don't think he had to arrive five hours early um like us uh but <laughs> but he got there and you you obviously bumped into him on the way and I, I heard him say something to you and I was like oh he's meeting Russell Kane um what, what did he what did he say to you uh he just wanted the wi-fi password <laughs> really <laughs> so uh, I believe... He almost certainly think, thought I worked there. <laughs> I believe he thought you were in the production team, didn't he? <laughs> I think so. But I thought that. But he also, you know, he's just a really funny bloke. So maybe he was just making a gag off it, you know. He's, he's a, like, you got the Wi-Fi. You're like, is he a good friend, off, mate? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. 
No. <laughs> I, I'm I'm talent. I'm part of the talent. I don't yeah. know the Wi-Fi. Exactly. Um, you'll you'll know soon enough, Russell. But um sorry about oh, that. Siri again. Yeah. Classic. Um, um yeah, so that was so a good yeah. first interaction. But he soon became a very close friend, didn't he? Yeah, no, good lad. Good lad. And we had uh I think we were supposed to do 15 minutes and uh, about half an hour later after we started, we were being dragged off uh, to a standing ovation near enough. So. <laughs> yeah, so we no, got, we, uh, what was go it, on, mate, sorry. Fif- 15 minutes or so they gave us, but, you know, we had pra- we practiced on the train up because our usual keynote is, what, 45 minutes long, so we, we tried to focus it down, tell the key stories, you know, try and make it as entertaining as possible. And we had our plan, but I think when we got out there under the bright lights, uh, we ca- kind of got a bit drunk on the uh, the reaction to the crowd, and it was like, right, we've got them in, we've got them in the palm of our hand here. Let's let's get some jokes out that we've never told. So yeah, I, I definitely remember on a few times being like, poor, I'm I'm on a roll here. I'm just gonna keep going, and I could see over your shoulder, Jake Humphrey, and I could feel over my shoulder. Damien, who was there, and they were both waiting to come on to kind of close the first part. We just kept going. Yeah. We just kept, don't don't stop us when we're in flow. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, don't. But we shot our own Q and A in the foot, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was meant to be a Q and A that was swiftly cancelled. And when they came on, I was like, right, here we go, Q and A. And they came on, they you know shook our hands and stuff, and it became very evident. It was like. Right, okay, we we need to fuck off now. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so okay, you two fuck off. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, swiftly escorted <laughs> off stage. Um, but yeah, what what a uh, what an experience. I think what I remember from it was you know when they played our intro VT that they pulled together and the lights went down. That was our cue to kind of go on. I do remember thinking just like how uh, how lucky we are to kind of do that. Um, even, you know, we don't usually speak to crowds that big. We, we give a lot of talks in, you know, shitty little boardrooms with 20 people. Um, but yeah, what what a uh, what a genuine kind of privilege to be part of an event like that and to go and tell our stories to that many people. And, um, you know, luckily it was it was really well received, wasn't it? Yeah, we uh, are very lucky to be able to do that. And lucky that people find us funny and um somewhat inspirational which is obviously the whole point of the Ooh, tempest too okay. is to uh is to put that out there so yeah it's uh we just we just fucking say what we've done over the last five or six years and um what we what we what we learn from these stupid situations but i remember it, it was well like a venue that we've never sort of played before a full theater setup wasn't it so you couldn't actually see anything for the first five minutes because you've just got these bright lights on you then our first video played and they dropped the lights completely and then it revealed all sort of 1,500 or so people. And then it was like, oh, shit, now I'm quite nervous. <laughs> Even though I've already, already did been it, did it Did minutes. it hit you? Yeah, it was just, uh, I think, because then you can start picking, you start seeing faces and you can, I don't know, it feels a bit more real. When you, I just felt like I was just talking to lights at, at times, but um, that was great. It was a, a good buzz. Could have stayed on there for, for much longer, which is the alarming thought as well. Mm. I actually I don't I don't look at anyone when I'm speaking. I just I've noticed just, that. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> just been in the feedback even pause. even in a normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just completely vacant. But I tend to just like I just kind of I don't even know like 
I don't even focus on anything at the back of the room. I just kind of like blur my eyes out. If that makes sense. I, I, just I, I, I genuinely think focus. that is uh, like that is a good thing to do because as soon as I mm. like I was saying get you get caught up in looking at people or like engaging in some way, you just either lose track of your thought or your mind wanders a little bit. It's actually a, but I think it's quite hard to not look at things. Um, we have to like remind yourself to do it. So no, that's a that's a good shout. But it was a hell of a show. And then, yeah, you know, all jokes aside, Russell Kane followed us and they recorded a live podcast. And that was that was pretty <laughs> fucking funny, wasn't it? He was uh, he, he was very hilarious. good and gave his take on uh, on high performance as we kind of sat in the back of the sat in the back of the theatre with a beer, having just been on and uh, thoroughly enjoyed his uh, his set as well, actually, which was uh, kind of brings me back to what we were talking about or what you were talking about last week, where you mentioned the swearing. Um, mm. and we, um, we said before we went on stage at the events, you know, there's, there's kids in the audience. We don't need to swear. You're like, we'll, we'll drop it. We'll keep this one, keep this a clean version for, for the keynote and we'll go from there. And then Russell Kane came on and obviously had the complete alternative point of view <laughs> was dropping clangers left and right, wasn't he? Like, but it was almost like it was a bet. Like it, <laughs> it, it, I don't think I've ever heard someone swear so needlessly so much. It might, it was fucking hilarious, and you it could see because if you, I don't know if anyone listens to that high performance podcast, but you know the, the caliber of guests on it is is very very high, and you know you've got from Johnny Wilkinson to Rio Ferdinand to entrepreneurs to you know whatever, uh, and you know there is it's a fairly you know standard etiquette you know isn't it it's, it's quite a professional listen uh i definitely implore you to listen to russell Keynes because it is the uh it will definitely be the funniest one on there but he made some really interesting points about high performance didn't he you know which i don't think a lot of people have touched on he said you know high performance you know a lot of it is to do if you're from a you know underprivileged background or you're not from the right area or your race or gender a lot of high performance comes down to luck and being in the right place at the right time and just having a stroke of luck that allows you to reveal high performance. And it's such a good point. You know, yeah, it was um, very well made, thought, wasn't it? it? Yeah, really, really was. Uh, and he's got a really interesting story, doesn't he, with his background and his parents and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, me too. He, he is going to be my selection for the something funny this week um what was which, which part especially i think i know the part where he dropped <laughs> he, he dropped, dropped the c-bomb just dropped the c-bomb <laughs> yeah like you said it felt like completely completely needlessly the funny thing is he'd been swearing you know to illustrate his point quite a lot and then he goes right can i swear properly on this thing and they he gave them about half a second to answer which they didn't and he goes, you know, these effing C bomb boots, and it was like that was how he was talking about these boots that he was wearing. It was uh, it's just, but it was obviously very funny, and there was some awkward laughs in there. So uh, he he takes the biscuit for me on um, on the you know, my funny moment of the week for sure. Yeah, no, he was um, he was brilliant. But yeah, you know, I think what was interesting was uh, so we came off stage and. Um, you know our our social kind of 
I wouldn't say blew up by any stretch, but we've been tagged <laughs> all over the shop, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. And, you know, we were blown away by the feedback, genuinely were. And, you know, we, we had a goal before going to the event that, you know, we, we weren't getting paid a lot, but it was worth it because it was such a great event to be at and whatnot. But, you know, our goal going up was to, you know, for a large portion of that audience to leave there and be speaking about us rather than maybe something else, you know, a, a famous person or, or whatever. And I think in some cases, we, we definitely achieved that, which was great. Um, but what I found really interesting the last few days, and it's a little bit fucking sad, actually, is I've just been strapped to my phone because we've getting all these what, notifications just, just and you checking know, notifications and DMs. I'm just like, and, and you can see like a very, very, very small insight into what it must be like to do that week in, week out, to be like a, you know, a high flying comedian or TV presenter or, you know, someone on performing in front of thousands of people on a weekly basis, you know, that must become like pretty toxic. You must need to put processes in place just to stop looking at it because I found myself, I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I looking at this and keep checking and keep checking and, oh, this is great. And, you know, obviously it's great to hear that we did well, but then imagine that where you've got all of that going on and then you flip to the other side and you got people like, this guy's a fucking prick, like, hope you die, all that mental stuff you see online. Yeah. No wonder, like, people in the in the public kind of um, arena with a big profile, you know, tend to just lose the marbles a little bit. Yeah, it's because it it goes down, you know, even to social media influencers as well, doesn't it? Who've never been on stage, you know, might never go on yeah. stage. It's still like validation for them in the hundreds of thousands of likes or you know millions of likes, comments, whatever it is, that can so easily turn, and it's a. Uh, it's pretty frightening to what that that like scaled down is exactly the same thing that happens like with kids all all around the world is like this is how like they're connecting with each other and like validating each other whereas not that we're old but there was none of that when we were like growing up if you didn't like someone mm-hmm. you just say it to them you know you wouldn't essentially start a social media campaign which is uh what what seemingly goes on they're all SEM specialists like for bullying it's carnage yeah, um, Bebo, bring back Bebo, MySpace. <laughs> they were great, weren't they? What Remember a Bebo? Bebo used to show you how many people had viewed your platform in total, your platform, your page in total. Remember that? <laughs> no, I don't think I ever had Bebo actually. Sorry? Yeah, no, I was MySpace Bebo? and a, MySpace and MSN man. Oh yeah, MSN obviously. <laughs> MSN was the main communication tool for my entire. You know, up that I was, was a lifestyle, wasn't it? It was a lifestyle. <laughs> it's like, fancy a girl at school. Obviously, no way you're going to speak to her in person. Not a chance. <laughs> I'm not a lunatic. Blank her in every lesson. No, not speaking to her. Not a nutter. Get home. It's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. How you doing? Oh, how good was uh, how good was geography today? You look great. Amazing, you look, isn't you it? Were, you were hilarious. You really were. Oh, poke. Poke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poke. It's like, what is going on here? Oh, oh my god! Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. None of that is in the world anymore. It's so, you know, photos and filters. Get on MSN. You know, we're a generation <laughs> of wordsmiths. Yeah, absolute wordsmiths. 
Absolute with the broadband. Bit of... <laughs> it's just like, here we fucking go. <laughs> I'm about to have a session. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. That's so true, oh, though. Yes. Mm. <sighs> yeah, big fan. Maybe it will come back one day. Maybe. Um, stuff. Yeah, what else do you want to talk about then? I was just thinking. Um, oh, okay. Here we and, go. <laughs> which is rare, but uh, about a little. I'm only thinking because you finally got something in the post today that you have been waiting for for a long time. Down oh, the old yeah. product, down the old product scape. It's quite a new thing, you know. There's a lot of news about active wear and what's going on with Peloton dumping or whatever. But talk to us about your Whoop band, how it's been. So I um, was very lucky and got a Whoop band for Christmas, but Whoop have a 10-week waiting list, uh, which is absolutely <laughs> insane if you think about it. Um, so got it, got it yesterday, uh, strapped it to my wrist. I, if you're watching the video of this, you, you can see it. Um, but essentially, it's almost like a, a fatter Fitbit, but there's no screen on it. There's no watch or anything. It's just a strap. And it does very much look like um, if you put it around your ankle, people would think you've been released from prison, um, like for sure. It's that kind of shape, isn't it? Um, yeah. And, you know, if you don't know what a whoop band is, it's basically a, it's, uh, I guess, a fitness or kind of wellness tracker. So it tracks your heart rate, it tracks your workout, it tracks your sleep and basically maps them all together to basically tell you you know you need rest today you didn't sleep very well or you're in the optimal condition to train really hard and you know theoretically gives you up-to-date kind of data and metrics and kind of nudges to be like right actually you know you slept really shit last night maybe take it a bit easier today or you know vice versa so you know on on paper really interesting um you know we're but we're both fairly interested in that we, you know i've been wearing an apple watch how long have we had our Apple Watches? Four, five years now, maybe a bit less. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, don't use it for anything apart from if I'm training, I'll track it. But then I don't do anything with that data, so it's a complete waste of time. Actually, when you think about it, I've never looked back at any of my workouts. Uh, mm. Whereas what this hopefully this band will do is it tracks it for you, and then you know stores that data over time and gives you you know really easy to understand kind of dashboards and, and stuff to, to kind of see progress. So I've got that. I've got the Peloton next to me over here. I'm literally a millennial uh, just just screaming <laughs> out Peloton and whoop and whatnot. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm interested to see how it, how it goes. But on this, on the whoop band, I've uh, also started reading a book um, called Breathe by James Nestor. Now, I read his first book called Deep uh, a few years ago. Still one of my favorite books I've ever read. It's around free diving. I think James Nestor is a New York Times journalist and he basically was documenting these free divers around the world and how insane it is that they hold their breath for 10 minutes and how they do it and why they do it and all that kind of stuff. Amazing book. And this is the sequel to that. And it's all around how we breathe. And I remember seeing it, I was like, oh, I can't really be asked that. It's not going to be that interesting. But I've seen quite a few people post about it. Um, and the general concept is that a lot of us, myself definitely included, I'm doing it now, are mouth breathers. So, you know, when you get knackered, you oh, breathe through your mouth. No. If you've got a cold, you breathe <laughs> through your mouth. And yeah. I mean, all I'm only halfway through, but basically the first half is just all these studies and history about 
mouth breathing and blah, blah. And he did like a self study with him and his friend where they basically taped their mouth shut. Um, no, taped their noses shut for two weeks and trapped themselves. Oh my God. Like it completely, completely wrote them off. Like the, the shape yeah. of their face, the color of their skin, their oxygen levels, their like their uh, mental well-being. And um, it is fascinating how apparently if you're a mouth breather, what it leads to in terms of snoring and sleep apnea and lung disease and all this shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And so I went for a, a jog today to test out if I could breathe through my nose during mm. it. It was so hard. So, yeah, so hard, hard, isn't it? There's, really, um, really hard. So, yeah, if you're listening still for the rest of the pod, which probably won't be too long left, just breathe through your nose, see how you get on. If you are working out, you're in at the deep end. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if not, yeah, that. then, uh, yeah, g- give it a shout. So, you've gone really down the health route this, uh, this week with the whoop band, with the, the breath. I have gone down the hype route hype so okay i i have purchased something absolutely <clears throat> mental which arrived this oh, morning no. oh, is this um, what, which is this what you mentioned a while ago is, have you done yeah gone oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> so what i'm holding up is a rubber duck <laughs> uh from palace skateboards oh, it's it's God. a I don't know what to do with it. It's just how sat much, on my desk. That, how much did that cost? Oh, it wasn't bad. It was uh, thirty quid. Right. Like, it's more the avail more the availability of it sold out immediately. So, so can, that was a good flip, feeling. You can flip that. I take it. Is that why you've done it? Or uh, they are on eBay for like a hundred bucks now. But I'm going to keep him. <clears throat> Only thirty nice. quid, not he? Put him in the put him like in the for, bath. For, sit him there for the office, or to have in the genuinely. To have yeah, in the for bath. for the office, like, like almost like a little piece of art. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Just knowing yeah, that that's... there's you know there's a couple of hundred of them, whatever, done. But as only I a couple of hundred, maybe more. But like, there's a limited amount. You know, sold out like straight away, sort of thing. Mm. Um, obviously, hence them being on eBay now, but. Dio's thinking as I'm pressing purchase, like I've never bought a rubber duck in my entire life. So it's just one of those yeah. things. That as soon as you go, yeah, I think there's a need for that. I think that will look good in the office. And there it is, just sat there looking at me. <laughs> I think you need, to, uh, you, need to, you need to upgrade the aesthetic of the office before that's going to fit in. Otherwise, it's just going to look like you've left it in there. You need to build no, like I a hip it's... man cave now. Well, it's currently sat on a Noble Rock magazine, which is a very hip wine magazine. So there's a little there's a little corner of hip going on. Uh, so yeah, that, that's the <laughs> they're the purchases. So that that tangent was well worthwhile. Yeah, um, well, fair play. You're in. You got one. Exclusive. Glad we got that. So we can't really get an update from the rubber duck state of things, but we can get an update on when you learn more about your sleeping and your mouth breathing. If you're uh, if Whoop's telling you that. You're not sleeping very well because you're breathing through your mouth. Yeah, it's just going to be like, you're a lazy bastard. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> start telling me that soon. Um, yeah, still calibrating, is it? Mm, but I, I go to the Caribbean in a couple of months, or a month and a bit. So I need to, need to you know, knock off the winter weight, really, before I get there. Not sure right. why I need to yeah. do that, but 
No, you don't. That's what but... people do, isn't it? That's what people yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Short term goals you... for no particular reason. Exactly. At least there's a little there's a deadline though to do something towards. <clears throat> Who knows what? Even if it is nose breathing, get it done. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll give a full update next week when I've got some data to crunch, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you're gonna get, it's, we're gonna have to. It's gonna be a two-part episode, I think. First part is <laughs> about my my health and wellness and the health and well-being of yeah, uh, the other stuff after whatever. It's not important. Then we can get it? onto the good stuff. Um, Anything else happened this right. week? Oh, don't think so. Not really. Not really. Oh, we were going to cover something or someone that we think encapsulates the adventure mindset. Um, and some of you will know that the Winter Olympics is on at the moment and that the real life cool runnings is, uh, is taking Bob place Slate next week. Team. So uh, the Jamaicans have, the have qualified. Winter Olympics is a bit fucking odd, isn't it? Like... No, I love the Winter like Olympics. It. Why is it in Beijing? There's no fucking snow. Why yeah, Why have question. the Winter Olympics in a place where there is no snow? Doesn't make it... it will genuinely be in Qatar it's, in like five years. It doesn't make any sense. Have you seen where the um, the ski jump is? Have you seen that photo? Yeah, it that's like, insane, isn't it? Like a nuclear yeah. fucking wasteland. Like, what's amazing is they're turning that whole venue just into corporate rentals for um, like company days. Shut That's up. like the whole purpose of it after the Olympics. It's for corporates to rent it out for away days. It's like, that's absolutely think, incredible. You know, <laughs> that is just ridiculous, isn't it? I get the Olympics needs to travel around, but the real Olympics was in Beijing not that long ago. Give it to, give it to a winter yeah. venue. That just makes no... Well, we know yeah, why. Because exactly. the IOC love the yen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dirty, the dollar speaks. <laughs> the, the, pe- the pen, pen yen. yen. Fantastic. They fucking corrupt old pigs. Anyway, <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> the Olympic Committee... The FIFA fuckers. Well, actually, Winter Olympics... We, we have some affiliation <laughs> with the Winter Olympics, don't we? Um... Well, uh, send, an email. send an email. Because <laughs> a couple of years ago, we got told by a friend yeah. of ours who was working for the Winter Olympics for about a week, I believe, um, that it was really easy to get <laughs> into the uh, GB sled teams, whether that's uh, skeleton or whatever. So we were like, oh my, imagine if we went from having never done that to going to the Winter Olympics for GB. And it, we were going to do the, the what, I don't know what it's called. What is it? The doubles skeleton? Dual skeleton? Two-man skeleton. Yeah, that's what so. it's called. Or yeah. the luge or the skeleton. Can't Where you basically was, yeah. lie, you lie on top of one another and just slide down on a tea tray at 400 miles an hour and, and hopefully you don't die. That would have been absolutely, we would have been famous. That would have been us made for sure. In the lycra, just two <laughs> fucking idiots sliding down on a tea tray. Oh, God, I wish that had happened. Weirdly enough, after we it, sent them an email, they said no. Yeah, they basically said, stop making a mockery of the sport in the Olympics. <laughs> so yeah. fuck off and don't talk to us ever again. Yeah. It's like, hmm. it's like, all right. Thanks, though. All right, 
It's about the mindset. It's, like, it's not. It's about actually, can you <laughs> yeah. do it? It's, like, it's about oh, years of enough. training. Uh, yeah. But that is actually oh. another fine example of uh, of the adventure mindset that. Well, I mean, go. that would have been insane, wouldn't it? I would have insane. loved that so much. So I'm an Olympian. It's like, you're not a fucking Olympian. <laughs> we, we very much liked the ability or potential of saying that rather than the thought of flying down an ice roller coaster on top of each <laughs> other at 70 miles an hour. Well, but there oh, you go. God, you're right. Let's, let's, let's bring it back to the adventure mindset. That's what it allows you to do. You know, It gives you the completely irrational delusion <laughs> of grandeur to think that you can go to the Winter Olympics having never even watched the sport, let alone done it. Um, that's, what it that's what it allows you to do, people. Exactly. And then you do have to heed some advice, especially if they're telling you to get lost. But mm. that is absolutely fantastic. So we'll part that one and maybe we'll start a campaign for it um, mm. in the next couple of years. But Brilliant. my God, that's fair. I've just realised I've left oh. my dinner on the hob. So that's been... <laughs> How long has that been? A long time, and I'm, I I can kind of smell something. What is Elle's it? Gone what out. Are you cooking? It's a uh, like a bolognese, like a beef ragu, but it it was on, it on for slow a and low, or you've whacked it up full whack. <laughs> <laughs> I was reducing, and it's gonna be reduced to not a lot now. Um, it's gonna have a nice burn so, bottom on it. Get yeah, yourself downstairs. Exactly Come on. Yeah, I will. All right, well, let's wrap it up there then, so you can go and let's, save yeah. your ragu. I'm, I've just, I've just got nervous panic there, guys. So I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, for listening. <laughs> Again, congratulations if you made it this far. I'm gonna have to leave you and love you, and we'll see you next week. Okay, boys. Bye. Cheerio. Bye. bye. <laughs>